I surrendered. I surrendered to God at that point in time, and I specifically asked for time with my family, time for healing, so that our marriage can heal as well. Welcome to the Breakthrough of Grace podcast, a place where we share the stories of ordinary lives transformed by God's extraordinary graces. We invite you to join us as our speakers talk about their journey towards living lives of rich Christian authenticity to encourage and inspire each one of us. We are thankful you're here and taking this time to spend with us. Welcome, friends. This episode features a talk by Kimberly King. As Kimberly will tell us, she lived what appeared to be a perfect story, a beautiful marriage to her husband, David. She had achieved great career success. She has two wonderful children, and at the time, her own faith background behind it all. With great courage and vulnerability, Kimberly shares how her life was far from perfect. And in that time, her faith was just another thing alongside the attributes of her busy yet successful life. By God's mercy, she took the pivotal step in her conversion story to put her faith, her love for God at the center of all things, of her life, her marriage, her family, of her future. She reminds us of the words of St. John the Apostle, true love, God's love, conquers and drives out all fear. Kimberly's talk was recorded in Southern California, and our prayer is that this blesses you as much as it did us. Hello, my name is Kimberly King, and I'm sharing today my faith journey, and I've named it Living in Crisis Mode. Um, For those of you that don't know what crisis mode is, it's whenever there's a crisis that keeps popping up, uh, it's like whack-a-mole, the game whack-a-mole. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, it's, it's all too often this crisis mode happens these days. And by the grace of God, I have been saved from living in crisis mode. And I wanted to share with you my story. Um, I'm starting my story from at the point in time where I met my husband, uh, David King, he always likes to say, or King David. <laughs> that was how he introduced himself to me. And this was years ago when um, we ultimately got married in 1995, and we walked down the aisle to the song and the sound of music where it's, how do you solve a problem like Maria? The sound of music being my absolute favorite, favorite show musical in the whole wide world. Uh, I thought, well, this will be perfect, but it really kind of did set set the tone for some problems cropping up later on. And I'm not saying that, you know, we all have landmines in our lives, Um, but some of these were very unseen and I couldn't, I didn't expect a lot of what was to be ahead of us. So um, 25 years, so there's the good news. We've lasted this long. Um, But I'm going to tell you, a lot of the struggle has been um, the lack of spiritual role models in our lives and the lack of, um, well, the prevalence of divorce in our lives. Um, My parents were divorced when I was about nine years old. My husband David's parents were divorced when he was about eight years old. And not not only did our parents divorce, um, and we grew up in, you know, single parent households, um, both sets of my grandparents on my mom's side and my dad's side divorced. And so 
even though I knew that I, when I got married, uh, you know, it was a covenant and uh, there was no divorce to speak of as far as I was concerned, as far as my hus husband David was concerned, but uh, literally it was all around us. Um, so really a, one of my points in talking about my faith journey today is really generational healing. And uh, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of prayer and it takes spiritual guidance and mentorship around you uh, at all times. And, you know, at, from a young marriage, uh, I just, we just were lacking all of that. Honestly, we were at lacking the good spiritual friendships. We were lacking just really faith in our lives. And so um, this is a story of forgiveness. It's a story of healing and it's a story of that continues, but God is ever present in our lives now where he's always been there. I just didn't know how to access. I didn't answer the door when he was knocking. So um, back in 1995, we walked down the aisle at the Immaculata Catholic Church here in San Diego at USD, probably one of the most beautiful parishes, one of the most beautiful churches ever. And it, to me, it reminded me of what you see in The Sound of Music with her long flowing gown, and it was storybook. Uh, and I grew up you know, in the Catholic schools, in the Catholic Church. I went to St. Therese Academy. Uh, David, my husband, graduated from USD, University of San Diego. So we, again, everything was always right in front of us. David did go through RCIA uh, before we got married. And, um, you know, we went through Engage Encounter. We went through and we learned, you know, we spoke to Father Matt uh, Spar, who's at the Immaculata, whom we love. Um, but we had it all around us. Again, we just didn't always know that God was right there in front of us, behind us, beside us. Um, it is St. Patrick's Day today, so that very uh, amazing Catholic prayer, Christ is with me, beside me, in front of me, behind me. Um, so pardon me if I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know the gist of it, and I know it now. Um, as I left the airlines, I got a job in uh, news, television news. I always follow, I wanted to follow in my mom's footsteps. My mom uh, was with PBS Broadcasting locally, KPBS, and I pretty much grew up looking up to her saying, I want to be like her someday. I want to do just like what she's doing. Um, and, you know, I love good news stories. Um, that's always been something that, you know, has, has, you know, I love telling people's inspirational stories and I call them Kimspirational stories. But um, I was lucky to get hired. My, my, I was a traffic reporter for NBC for years. Um, I got to fly in a helicopter and uh, was an amazing opportunity. I had I hosted several shows at NBC uh, from Streetside San Diego, Life Moments with Kimberly King, and then the Olympics shows. And I was flying high, literally, um, in the helicopter. But just uh, the fact that I wanted, I set out to something and I was able to achieve that. And here the whole time I thought I did it on my own. Shame on me. It was all God's handiwork. And he listened to my prayers early on. But um, there was a point in time, let me back up a moment. During the broadcast years, I used to have to wake up at 2.30 in the morning to be on air by 4, 4.30. And I did that for close to 20 years. I don't even know how uh, I got through that. I know how I got through that. But it was... Um, interesting because at the time I was um, in my broadcast years, David, my husband, was in law enforcement and we would, we call it high-fiving in the hallway. Just lived separate lives. Um, plus we had two children now, 
Cameron and Carly were born uh, 1999 and then 2001. And um, so in order for me not to have to hire a nanny, I wanted to be hands-on. So literally I would probably go to bed sometimes at 9, 10 o'clock at night and then get up at 2.30 and just have zero sleep in my life. And then David would come in and we would always, one of us would always be here. Um, I do, we did have a, a woman that came in that I, God bless her heart, Brittany, who is now a, um, a nurse down at Sharp and Chula Vista, but she saved our lives because she would, um, be here at five or four in the morning when, when we had to run out the door. But, um, when David and I couldn't, but, uh, in the news business, they often say, if it bleeds, it leads and it's sensational and it's only gotten worse. Pardon me. I sometimes I'm embarrassed to look back into the broadcast uh, industry. It's not what it was when I was involved. Thank goodness. But uh, now it just seems like it's mostly people's opinions rather than fact. And I'm just being very blunt about it and very upfront. But uh, it wasn't at the time when I was there. Uh, like I said, I did a lot of feature reporting. I did traffic and weather, and I'd like to. I guess color outside the lines a little bit and not be the hard news person. That was never my personality, never my style. And um, now looking back at that, um, it just kind of still remains the broadcast handbook, which is if it bleeds, it leads. And so that is chasing the sensation of crisis. Um, always, you know, feeding off the crisis of others. That's what I feel like the news is, you know, uh, breaking news breaking news, you know, and, and uh, making sure you get stay ahead of it. But news is always chasing, you know, what's happening in law enforcement, what's happening with the first responders, and, um, you know, it's in this cycle. So, like I mentioned in the very beginning with the generational healing of divorce in our families, um, it's also time to break the cycle of living in crisis mode and chasing after crisis, after crisis, after crisis. Um, and so one thing I think about law enforcement, which is I applaud, uh, is that it's, I think, law enforcement officers, uh, first responders, healthcare workers always live out, living outside and, and for something better than themselves, thinking of others first before themselves. And in the industry that I came from, it was me first. I want my Emmy. I want this. And I just felt like I had a shift. I literally had an ego shift. Um, and it came crashing down as crisis in our lives. So as our kids are growing and our schedules are in disarray, David was based out of El Centro, uh, for many years. He actually had a home in El Centro um, while I was holding down the fort here in San Diego um, with my on-air career. Um, and my, you know, I think the trouble obviously that I got into was, is it career first or is it family first? And it was confusing to me during those times. David went from El Centro to Riverside County and then to Los Angeles, where in LA, when he was working in LA, he commuted for five years every day from San Diego to LA. So talk about exhaustion on both ends. Um, we just had everything not going for us. It, we, it, was, it was a crisis not waiting to happen. It happened and it happened over and over and over again. And you would think uh, it would be so clear to me that I need to get a hold of my faith. I need to have a long chat with God. But I just kept thinking, I'm doing this myself. It's all about me. And so we had, David and I eventually went to 
a marriage therapist, a Catholic marriage therapist, and the first thing he said was, it's one of you has to get off, jump off the stage. You're both in these high profile careers and you're both feeding your soul individually, not spiritually, and it's time for you to get your family intact. And those words of, um, th th those words of encouragement from him just rang in my ears and I still hear it today. And I do that check. Um, so I, I uh, went on from NBC, I went on to uh, CBS News for three years after my long career with NBC. And I, the three years I was at CBS and while we were going through marriage therapy, I was so unhappy and I was exhausted because I was still getting up at <laughs> oh dark hundred. And I just realized um, I have to make a change. And so it wasn't, it did come to a shock to me that I didn't have my contract renewed um, and I was, and it was, it just hit my ego. And I was, I look back and I just say, thank you, Lord. God always sees the bigger picture, right? And I didn't see it at that moment in time uh, until I really got on my knees. I was so desperate for a change in my life. And when my contract wasn't renewed, I was very hurt. Um, and I thought, you know, it was the first time in my life also that I just realized, I think God is actually answering a prayer. I prayed, I'll never forget it, I was in my bedroom, and David was, I don't know, in you know El Centro, Riverside, or Los Angeles at the time. Uh, Cameron and Carly, um, you know, I was kind of felt like a single mom, to be honest with you, and I'm sure he felt the same way when I was at work and he was home. Um, but I will never forget the prayer that I prayed um, to Jesus, and I had the scales, you know, I was crying desperately, um, I surrendered. I surrendered to God at that point in time. And I specifically asked for a time with my family, time for healing um, so that our marriage can heal as well. But I really also prayed for the next place God places me in a career or wherever that is, please have it have the name, um, his name or the Catholic faith name in my job title. Um, and that could have been mom for all I care. At that point, I was just, I didn't know what I was going to do. I really, unfortunately, put my, my faith in my career. I thought I was always going to be Kimberly King, you know, in the news. That was my, that was what I always wanted. And that's what I already, you know, achieved. But I put it in the, I put my faith, obviously, in, in my career and not in Jesus. Um, probably about a week later after that, very uh, intense, direct prayer and surrender. Uh, I got a call from Cathedral Catholic High School, and I'll never forget that either. I was so excited. I was um, asked to be the inaugural director of communications at Cathedral Catholic, where I knew um, Cameron and Carly were transitioning from public high school, middle school, going into. Um, Notre Dame Academy, and then into Cathedral Catholic. I knew that was in their path now. Cameron had been struggling at uh, middle school with bullying, and he was distraught. Life was following, falling apart, and once again, another crisis was I was trying to avert. Um, God answered the prayers of, of the acceptance into Notre Dame Academy, and then later into Cathedral. Uh, my job as a director of communications was short-lived. Um, 
it was wonderful while I was there and God answered prayers because of, again, my title. I loved handing out my cards and seeing Cathedral Catholic on there and just, you know, I felt like a member of, of God's army and it was easy for me to um, really love the job that I was doing. But midway through, probably two years into my job at Cathedral, my father got sick, really sick. He called me and he had told me that after he, he was, he ran marathons, he ate healthy, he was 72 years old, I believe, um, that he'd been, he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And again, my life came to a screeching halt. I was uh, devastated, I didn't see it coming. And I thought just as I settled down back with our marriage and um, with the kids, Cameron and Carly being settled in Catholic school, um, I thought I can finally breathe and just, you know, rest a little bit. And that, that was not God's plan. Um, my father was married to a woman for less than five years. And uh, my dad, after his diagnosis, was uh, I cared for him for six months before he passed. And that was in um, December of 2013. My dad actually died on our anniversary. Um, and it just hurts me to this day. I was there, I dropped everything to be there um, with my dad, sorry. Um, it was it was so hurtful because his wife sued our family the day after he died. And I just never met evil that up close. I've, I've been blessed. I, I guess it has always been around, but this was, this was insanely hurtful. Um, and so after that moment in time, after burying my father, I was uh, involved in a legal battle for five, six years, and it was ugly. And I, I wasn't used to that. I wasn't raised like that. I just, uh, it came out of it came out of nowhere for me. I should have been better prepared. And so I I get down on myself a lot because I think, oh, I've been so blessed in my life. Even though I've had, you know, hard times here and there, it's nothing compared to losing uh, someone you love. And I was able to hold my father's hand when he died, the morning he died. Um, and so that was a blessing. It was beautiful. But moving forward, after the legal battle, during the legal battle, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And even though my mom and dad weren't married, they were friendly. There are, I have two brothers and we've been close knit in that regard. And my mom, I'm so grateful and blessed to have my mom uh, really show me the way of her faith. She used to attend daily mass and um, she was one of the strongest women I know. Um, it's now been seven, going on six, seven years now, her battle as she declines from Alzheimer's disease. And so I literally went from caring for my father, battling the legal issues, which I can say, thank God, they are behind me now, those legal issues, but now caring for my mom and being her voice and learning. And I, I'm so grateful that God has always shown up, especially in the middle of a crisis. Um, I didn't have anywhere. My mom wasn't living with us at the time. She did eventually move in with us, but um, I was able to find caregivers who are amazing and wonderful and literally an answer to prayers. I mean, that's something where you're really handing over a life to a companion or someone that can care as much as you care for your parents. And um, 
That happened through a, a friend of mine from Catholic elementary school, Mary. I'm grateful that I <laughs> literally pulled up to Mary at a stoplight and we briefly said hello and she said, how is everything going? How is your mom doing? And I'm like, I am, I don't know what to do. She said, I have a perfect caregiver for you and an answer to a prayer. And so with God always being there um, and answering, I, I, it's a blessing. Um, Isaiah 49, the scripture stands out to me. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my mother's womb, and he has spoken my name. He has He made my mouth like a sharpened sword in the shadow of his hand and hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. And yet what is due me is the Lord's hand. And that is exactly what the Lord has done, has shown me his hand and wrapped me in his arms. And I am so grateful once again to every time I've gotten on my knees and I've surrendered or I've prayed, God always, always is there and has always come through and answered to the prayers. Um, I I uh, was involved with my parents' caregiving. I still am. My mom is still alive. She lived with us briefly before COVID. Um, we had to move her into a private boarding care. And again, another answer to a prayer. Uh, it's only six, six beds. And I say this because if anybody is struggling with finding help, caregivers, um, references, referrals, uh, resources. I want to be that person for you. I feel like I probably learned the hard way, but I know where to find these people now. I know they're not people, they're angels. I feel like I have guardians all around me. And I, uh, I know that my mom is in an amazing place right now that they specifically are memory care. Um, but it's a private board and care and she's safe from COVID. Um, they are a beautiful Catholic, um, private home. And so I really do want to be a resource. I see God um, using me as this voice um, for not just for my mom, but for anybody that may be struggling with a parent that has cancer, with a parent that is struggling with uh, Alzheimer's uh, or, or any of that. If you just need help finding uh, caregiving, I want to be there for you. Um, I, <clears throat> I started feeling sorry for myself a little bit because I thought this was, you know, only happening to me with my parents and, um, and then just, you know, struggling with my family and, and, you know, trying to figure out a career. And I just felt stuck. I felt like I was living in black and white, honestly. I, the, the color was leaving my life. And I, I now know that's depression. I was depressed because I just, as I mentioned, was living in crisis mode. I felt like, um, I couldn't get ahead of it. And so uh, thank goodness for the friends that we actually have met through being parents at Cathedral Catholic. My son played football for all four years. My daughter was really involved. She plays soccer. And the parents that we've met have come along and stabilized us. I, I, I call it our spirit spiritual stabilizers, mentors, couples that have been married for a long time and know that the covenant of marriage, what that means. Um, and they're, uh, without even really knowing the story, they're there and they check in and they, we do things together as other Catholic couples. And I just feel so strengthened by their strength 
and you know whereas David and I were kind of living separate lives and I and I know and as I mean that as he's working and I'm working and then we're raising these kids Cameron and Carly um, from afar sort of you know as we've come together the healing has been so what a gift from God what a gift to place these families and friends in our lives and um, for us to be there for others um, to know that it's it's work and it can be a struggle but um, you know the deep couples friendships that we've been able to uh, to really enjoy and endure um, and laugh and just let our guard down and get to know each other, play games, whatever it takes. Um, and especially during this past year, during COVID, um, it's so nice to be able to, you know, just pick up the phone and call and know that they will be there to pray for you or to um, be there for support. Um, my daughter, Carly, well, let me go back a second. Cameron, uh, gosh, during his senior year at Cathedral, was changing a tire on his truck in our front yard, in our driveway, and the truck um, axle um, broke. And literally Cameron's head, he was looking underneath to make sure everything was put on his tires, and um, the jack failed. And Cameron was literally almost decapitated. And talk about God's hand in all of this. I was I was literally five minutes away. I was at the, the grocery store, and... I get a call from my neighbor across the street, and the very first thing she said is, Kim, Cameron's okay, but there's been an accident. And my heart just sank. Uh, this was uh, about three years after my dad passed, and I'm dealing with, you know, the legal battles, my mom with Alzheimer's, and now I have Cameron, who I have no idea what happened. Um, I all of a sudden, right near the store that I was at, the fire dispatch, I could hear the sirens. And I go, oh my gosh, that's for Cameron. And unfortunately, it was almost like Charlie Brown's teacher on the phone where I, I couldn't understand a word she said, my neighbor. Um, but ultimately, I drove home as fast as I could to see Cameron sitting on the back of a fire truck and the ambulance. And my whole street was lined with emergency crews. Cameron was screaming for help. For probably a good five minutes, he was losing air as he was trapped underneath his truck. And by the way, it's um, like a 6,000-ton truck. It's a, a Chevy truck, heavy. Um, so as he's losing his consciousness and screaming for help, two neighbors came to help. And then a UPS driver, Brian Phillips, God bless his heart, who never is on this route and just for the one time he's ever been on our street was driving and he he owns the same exact truck that Cameron owns and could hear Cameron from way down our street screaming got out of the UPS truck and saved Cameron's life and that is a blessing in knowing that God was there and God is an answer to a prayer for sending my angels to him to save his life and Cameron is we're all so grateful that Cameron made it through and he went on to play football at San Diego State um, and he is uh, undergoing a background investigation to become a law enforcement officer so um, I know God has him Carly my daughter is playing soccer in Indiana at a Christian school and God is all around. In fact, the moment we were driving for our very first time to meet with her coach and, um, and tour the school, um, we're in beautiful Indiana. It was not snowing at the time, but it was 
farmland and beautiful open spaces and um, cornfields. And Carly just turned to me and said, Mommy, I know God is here. I feel him. This is where I want to go to school. And what a blessing. Carly's now 19 years old, and she's in her sophomore year, and um, she's studying criminal justice, and she loves her professors, and what a blessing. And so I feel finally to a point, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional, <laughs> but I do feel um, so blessed, and I know God does have a big, a huge plan. I, I just didn't always see that. I, uh, you know, I, I guess I took my faith for granted, and um, I'm, deeply sorry for that but what a lesson I've learned and no and my husband as well and now we're empty nesters and uh, our house is very large with lots of rooms and uh but the kids come back and there's a lot more joy in our lives we're able to relax and take a deep breath and go to mass I love going to daily mass um it just it changes life-changing um I you know, God has stepped into our lives. He was always there. He was always there. And that's what I really want to get across is that, you know, I think we all need to slow down and take, take a deep breath and, and be grateful for everything that's been in our, you know, in our lives. There were some ugly years in there. Life was a blur. Um, but I look at that and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm no longer resentful. I have forgiven. And I, um, I just feel like I, if I can share anything and, you know, be an inspiration to you um, during those hard, difficult times, um, life is, is going to change. It will. God is there, as I said, and such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. This is John 4, 18. If we're afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. And I know that moving forward and listening to God's word, it's how can we help others? How can we show up and be that spiritual support for our friends, for, um, you know, living bigger than ourselves? And I know that now. Um, I think I've, I've learned my lesson. I'm um, hoping that my ego is out the door and, and um, I, am, I am the daughter of the king. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Breakthrough of Grace podcast. We're a small word of mouth movement. Can we ask you to share it with a friend? Please see our show notes and website for discussion questions and other resources. Until next time, may God bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you.